the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back, dear friends. This is the Battle for 1600 podcast with me, Sebastian Walker, former strategist to the president, presidential nominee to the National Security Education Board, host of American First on the Salem Radio Network, with my co-host, the strategic advisor to the Trump 2020 campaign, former special assistant to President Trump, the one, the only, Boris Epstein. Boris, is it a special day? May I reveal to our loyal listeners what day it is today? Yes, you may. Why not? It is a very special day. We had Jeff celebrating his birthday this week. And now, for some reason, another birthday. It is 25 years again, 25 years young. Happy birthday, Baron Boris. Thank you so much. It's so wonderful to be 25, to feel that youth <laughs> again. Who knew I would drop 13 years overnight? It's so it's, wonderful. In the age so of exciting, Trump, anything not- is possible, isn't it? Any, anything can happen. We can do anything and everything, and, and the world is our oyster. But in all seriousness, I appreciate it. Thank you so much, my friend, and I wish you all the best and lots of health. Thank you, kindly. Yes, we had a little uh, health issue yesterday. I don't go into details. It's not really relevant. All I'll say is six, mil- six millimeter kidney stones. Ouch. But we are back. We are in studio. God bless the nurses, the doctors who looked after me yesterday. And we said, we're going to do it, even if it's a short one, even if it's a quickie. We're going to have a special podcast with the Baron. Why? Because it's over. I know you waited with bated breath. You thought maybe it's going to be Pete Boot Edge Edge. Maybe it's going to be Yang with a bucket of cash for all of us. But no, it's somebody who was chosen because of her genitalia and her skin color. Boris, I have to ask you the question I've been asking my guests all this week. Have you ever been offered a job in your vaunted career in media, the private sector, law, in government? Were you ever given a job because of your skin color and because of what sex you are? No, nor would I want that job. <laughs> I, want to, I want to get any job that I could have on my merits, on my strengths, on what I'm able to bring to the opportunity at hand, what I'm able to add to the team. That's how, that's how meritocracy, that's how capitalism is supposed to work. That's well, how America is supposed dem- to work, isn't it? America. Of course, that's the basis of America, but not in the weird, strange 1984, you know, the dystopia that the Democrats are living in, where they're playing identity politics, Brave New World, the the crazy, woke, authoritarian system of of liberalism, which mandates that you have to check boxes, you have to play identity politics, but not not get the strongest candidate. And what did it bring Joe Biden? It brought brought him phony Kamala Harris, who called him a racist um, just barely a year ago. It's a total joke. Seb. It's uh, this candidate. She is 
such an empty vessel. She's done anything and everything to get elected. You know, she was jailing black men in the in the night. You know, when she was in uh, when she was in California, 50, at least fifteen hundred African Americans jailed for marijuana. When and when she jokes she, about it, right? And then she was joking and lying about it. Now she's going far to the left, endorsing the Green New Deal, wants to ban fracking, wants to get rid of our borders, let in 11 million illegal immigrants at least. This is a woman who has no scruples, who has no policies. She brings nothing. And again, this is someone who called Joe Biden a racist and claimed that it's because of him she wasn't able to get to school because of his quote, you know, potential segregational policy, segregationist policy. Which wasn't all, true anyway. I mean, yeah, he's pro segregation but she wasn't the, at the forefront of desegregation. So the hers, she was, yeah, her story stinks as well. She was doing it to sell. She was doing it to sell T-shirts. They're both liars. He's talked about how he was part of the movement of the of the civil rights movement. But in the seventies, there's video of him, video of him as senator saying, "I wasn't part of any movement." So the, you have two terrible candidates, two liars, two phonies on this Democratic ticket. It may be the worst. It may be the worst ticket. In recent American history, the worst. So let's let's. Um, I, I need a, to, and that's a high bar. That, you've that, got, that is a low bar. You've got Clinton, that's, that's a very low that's, bar. You have to get a under. Low bar. I'm sorry. You've got Clinton <laughs> Kane over there. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. It, it is quite shocking by comparison. But since you are a, 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 a vaunted doyen of past campaigns on the national level, I have to ask you this very simple question. Oh, what's going on there? We got some music in the background. Seb, you there? Yeah, that was fun. Getting a, it you, was, the, deep st- was it an early, early little birthday jig? No, it was a deep state coming at us. A deep state. Hello, deep state. Hello, snowflakes. You can try a little bit harder, but you still lose. Boris, we have we have these. You two- can beat us up. Yeah. Good luck. Uh, our motto oh. here is resist this. You'll fail. Um, Boris, I need to ask you the question of the week, at least in my mind. So you, you, you nailed it in, in your introduction of, of Kamala Harris, that this is a person who by GovTrack has been rated. This is just a factual analysis of voting records in the Senate. This is the most radical senator in the United States who actually polled to the left of Bernie Sanders, the self-professed socialist who honeymooned in the Soviet Union when it was the Soviet Union. So there's nobody more ideologically radical according to her voting record. But at the same time, you said something that I agree with very, very much, that this is an individual who will flip-flop on anything, who will have an affair with a married man 30 years her senior, to get a leg up at the beginning of her political career. And just like today's Joe Biden, who's an empty vessel, this is a person who has no politics, just a lust for power. Do you agree? She wants to be in power so bad, it's almost a caricature. And don't forget, this is someone, Sebastian, who was a top, top, top candidate for president as a Democrat in 2020. Many people thought that she would go all the way. She didn't even make it to Iowa. She didn't even make it to Iowa. The people of the Democratic Party, forget the country as a whole, just the Democrats. Democrat voters. They they wanted nothing to do with this woman because she came off as inauthentic. She came off as somebody who couldn't be trusted. She came off, in one word, as a phony. 
And that's exactly what she is. This is a phony who wants to be president for the sake of being president. But she's already told you she's going to push through those far left policies. I mean, I've got an op-ed that's going to come out. hasn't come out yet. But this is one of our usual full-scale exclusive previews. Are you ready? I, well, I don't know. Are the listeners ready? Every time you give us an exclusive, Boris, I don't know how you do it. Hang on. Let me just grab the desk here. Go for it. This is the baronial preview. Exclusive. And the preview is that Kamala Harris wants to prevent you from eating red meat, Americans. She wants to regulate what we eat. She wants to regulate how we eat it and drink our drinks. She wants to ban all plastic straws, which the plastic industry, which employs thousands of people, has something to say about. This is an authoritarian leftist. She wants to tell you and me we can't go have our steak. Okay? And if you tell me that's okay, I'm not all right with that. Okay? I'm not living with it. You're going to have to pry steak out of my cold, <laughs> dead hands. Especially today on your birthday. I, I mentioned this. I, this was a part of my speech at CPAC two years ago after Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez declared her Green New Steel. They're coming after your beef burgers. Cows! Cows are evil because they're bad for the environment. If you haven't read it, the Green New Deal, the frequently asked questions, which they they try to deep six, talks about no gasoline engines for your cars, no private flight for individuals. If your home does not meet their environmental standards, it has to be taken down and rebuilt. And yes, beef, beef is bad. Boris, you know, you have the experience. Your family has the experience. You've lived in post-Soviet Russia. You, You got out of there. Do you think Stalin would ever been taken seriously if at the Politburo he said to his cronies, guys, we're going to ban beef. He would have been laughed out of the Kremlin. Well, it's, it is so, to your point, it's so authoritarian that it's just a joke. It's funny to even think about. I mean, what are you talking about? You're going to ban a, a key food that's, that's vital to, to so many people? I mean, it's nuts. It is absolutely nuts. And that's what they're trying to do to us. That's what, that's what these liberals want to do. And, and to your point that you made, as you said two years ago, Kamala Harris is at the forefront of that. She's a scary radical joining a scary radical campaign of Joe Biden, who's an empty vessel for the far left, as we know, AOC is speaking at his convention, for God's sakes. This is what's happening with these leftists, Sebastian. So, you know, and it, it, you think they're going to just pry your stick? No, your guns are gone. Yes. She already said that. You got the Bobby Francis better or work is going to be his guns are. The, the borders are open. The police is going to get defunded. He said, he said Ilan Omar is very smart on that. That's what Joe Biden said. That is the world we're now living in, Americans. And we have to know that. That's why we have to get President Trump reelected by a wide margin in November 3rd, because otherwise your stake's gone, your guns are gone, the police is gone, and the religion is gone. Okay? And we're going to be living in a perverted 1984 brave new world. And it's a scary place. Yeah, absolutely. I we'll dropped be- an F-bomb in there. I had to, I had to, I had to behave. Not on your birthday. You've got to be a good boy on your birthday. Listen, exactly. we'll, we'll talk about polling, what the latest polling show, when we, uh, we have you on our show today. But let's just remind people who this woman is who put more than 1,500 Americans in prison, mostly black, for using marijuana. This was, uh, this was Kamala Harris on a podcast talking about, about marijuana. Play cut three. Have you ever smoked? I have. Okay. 
And I and I inhaled. I didn't. I did inhale. It was a long time ago. But yeah. I know you have to. So if it was legalized all throughout the country and medicinal, would you you know do it? Listen, I think that it gives a lot of people joy, and we need more joy. Wonder if it gave those people joy who were in prison, Boris. What do you think? Exactly. Exactly. Wasn't that perverse, the way she laughed? Well, her, I mean, listen, I'm not here to kind of criticize a woman's specifics or, you know, how she acts. But this is, you know, somebody running to be vice president. Uh, She's one of the most... Again, inauthentic, unlikable politicians. Yeah. I mean, she's almost crooked Hillary level unlikable. Okay, she is just so negative, so not nice. And yeah, she may be nice in person. I don't know, but she comes off as somebody who you would not want to have over at your house for dinner. Could you imagine? Let me ask you this question. Could you imagine you're sitting around with your family? And you said, "Okay, I've got a, I've got a couple coming over for dinner, and I've got these two people, and it's Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, and they, and they come over." What do you think? How do you think that plays out? Uh, Joe just, Biden has no idea where he is. He's going into the closet thinking it's the bathroom. Okay, and then and then Kamala Harris is laughing at her own jokes that are horrible. I'll just reference the podcast we did because of your dedication. We did it when I was on vacation. You reached out to me and we did a short podcast. Right, we, we, had, we had super fun. And you asked me, you played a little game that you played with Don Jr. as well, the president's son. What would you trust Joe Biden to do? And I told you, I wouldn't even trust him to walk my dog. So to have him walk my dog, no, to have her come to dinner at my place, out of the question. Let's talk about that negativity. Let's talk about the branding. The other. Go ahead. Real quick, just compare that to the president and the vice president of the United States. I've never shared this. I don't think I've shared this on the radio show. I'm going to share it with our podcast listeners. There so, you go. Um, what was it? It was March after I left the White House. And I don't know how it came about. Oh, he rang me. So I, he, the president rang me. When I went to cover the Singapore summit, I flew with Hannity to Singapore for the summit with Kim in uh, the North Korean dictator. And um, after I covered the summit, as I was covering it, the president rang me up on the day of the summit to say he saw the hit, loved it, and we caught up. And then he asked me something to the national security issue. And then he said, hey, why don't you come over for dinner sometime? So a few months uh, later, I went to the White House for dinner. I invited two friends. And, um, man, it was for, – for those of you who don't appreciate this, who want to know what he's like in person and off the podium, that it's dinner – It's unbelievable. It's exactly the same. It's the fun, wise crack. It's like he's at a rally. It's, it's just high energy. It's completely natural. It's authentic. And then the best thing of all, so he's sitting there eating the short ribs. He loves the short ribs. I mean, just the White House food is incredible. It was just me, two buddies, and, and two of his White House staff members. And then halfway through the meal, absolutely unnecessary. She'd had an incredibly long, busy day, announcements, be best, and everything else. Who walks into the room as we're having a little informal dinner with the president of the White House? The first lady. And, and if you don't understand, I have to tell you, and you'll back me up. I know you will, Boris. You think she's elegant. You think she's the quintessence oh, it's, it's, of it's grace. But, but, Boris, in real life, it's even more, isn't it? It's stunning. You dial no, it to 101. I've had the honor of – that's an amazing story. I love that. I've had the honor of traveling with both of them. I've had the honor of spending time with them. And, I, and you know, now I've had the honor of staying and, and 
in, in touch and pretty close touch since I left the White House now, you know, three years ago and uh, now with the, the through Sinclair now with the campaign. These are amazing people. I mean, she, you know, the first lady, exactly, just as you said, she already comes off as the picture of elegance, as the picture of grace. But in person, it's even more. It's, it is at a level you cannot even imagine. Right. I have never met somebody who matches that level of level and grace. I will say that right now. Never in my life have I met any Agreed. Never. Agreed. Who, who raises and so unnecessary. Of, of she could have just walked past us. The doors were closed. She could have gone upstairs, but she came in, knocked person. on the door, came to say hi, came to catch up. I mean, that's who these Where people were you? are. Were you upstairs or downstairs? Downstairs. We're downstairs. Yeah. That's so great. I love that. And and listen, in terms of the boss and the president of the United States, you know, I, I, I love that story. And I've been there on the plane after rallies and, you know, the jokes. And, and yeah, and it's just authentic. It's real. It's real. It's real, you know. We had, to, you know, you have, you know, that, you know, on the plane, so we got some pizza, and you know, <laughs> I've, I've had the honor of doing. I mean, I've had some unbelievable experience. I remember in sixteen one time we were in Philadelphia for for a, um, uh, you know, for for a series of events. We flew to, we flew up to Pittsburgh, then flew to Philadelphia, and then he had a rally out in uh, uh, in uh, I believe Westchester, uh, PA. So. We're we're there. We're in uh, we're in Philadelphia, and it's before uh, before an event, and we're we're holding in a room. But before we did that, we went to Pat's and Gino's, which are the two big cheesesteak places in Philadelphia. Nice, the, you know, sort of the main sandwich in Philadelphia is a cheesesteak, right? So you go to Pat's, you go to Gino's across the street. It's super Philly. I love it. I grew up in Princeton, which isn't that far far away, about forty five minutes. I've been going there since I was a little kid, and uh, and you know, since I was twelve years old. So we. Uh, you know, we go to the cheesesteak place, and I actually had had been there during the Democratic National Convention, which was about uh, you know a month before I did the Republic, the RNC at the DNC. I was representing the campaign and you know pushing back on the day. I was having a blast, and I met the owner of Gino's, and he's a big supporter of the president. He's like, "Hey, my guy!" Blah blah blah. So a month before that, we took a picture. I go back to Gino's, which is this, imagine a, a sandwich place that's mostly outside. You order outside, they give you this big sandwich, and you're there. Okay, so I go to Gino's. I'm there with Donald J. Trump, not just the Republican <laughs> candidate for president, but he's Donald J. Trump. And we go to, we're going to order, he's ordering, and I look up, and right above the order window, what do I see? A photograph it's a of you? picture of me oh my with, the, with the owner. And then Did the president see it? Did me. the president see the photograph? I got, of course. I got, I got a picture of me and Donald Trump under a picture of me at Geno's. That, see? So this one, this one. Unbelievable. So then we go back. So then we go to we go to the uh, the hotel and there's an event and we're holding. And we got all these sandwiches and there's just like four of us in a room, you know, yeah. five of us maybe, and we're just eating these cheesesteaks, chatting, pies undone, you know. It's already midway through a long day, and it's you know, and and, and it's just he is, genuine. It's it's just it's, it's, that, genuine. you know what that is a perfect world word. That is why you are who you are. Right. That is a perfect word. It's genuine. It's authentic. It's frankly nice. Yeah, okay, because it's not. It's, it's the op- you know what it's like. It's the opposite of Washington. It's exactly. the opposite. I mean, I remember when I first lived here. I lived here in 1999. I was. Uh, I lived here for a year um, working, and I immediately got to know the. Wa- it took me, you know, like three different diplomatic receptions. You, you, it's. Called, I call it the Washington handshake. You're going to an event. And you introduce yourself to somebody. And as you're shaking their hand, they're already looking over your shoulder to see if there's somebody more important oh, yeah. in the room, right? Oh, who, who, who do I have? And it's like, 
And you just don't get any of that with the president. None of that. No. None of he, that. He makes you feel like you are the only person in the room, and not in a politician way. No. He's just there, you know, and he's, you know, it's my Sebastian, my Boris, the way he talks. It's, it's, <laughs> listen, this isn't like some, you know, we're not here to do, you know, a fanboy. We're obviously huge fans of the president, but no, we the beauty of it is that we what share. you and I are doing, we're sharing. We've, right. We have that experience. You know, I was actually on the radio in Orlando with Carl Jackson, who's a really nice guy and a host of a, of a big radio show out there in Florida, a huge fan of yours. And he said to, to pass along my hellos to you and to say thank you. He thinks that, it, you know, this is a major radio host down there. And he said, you know what, you, what you guys are doing is great. And I'm able to, you know, really uh, understand what the president is like through these conversations. And that's the beauty of it, right, Sebastian? We've had totally. the honor and continue to have totally. the honor to have a first-hand relationship with the most powerful man on earth and i will tell you this at this point i think there's no two ways about it the the most successful man on the, i mean there's a lot of people who are who are elected president you know there's been you know 44 counting this president let's remember grover cleveland's wife and then you know there's also been a good amount of billionaires but there's never been somebody who's as successful in business and has also elected president so you have somebody who's the most powerful man on earth at this point i would say the most famous man on the planet right now right whose yes. name is as ubiquitous as donald trump and who's arguably the most successful man on the planet and he is that person who remembers you who wants to talk to you who's asking you about how your family is who one time i talked to him during the coronavirus. We're on the phone. I think it was March or April. And you're like, when we signed off, you know what he said to me? Say the, give my best to your parents. This is stunning. So he's met my wife twice when we take photographs at the Christmas party in the White House, right? This is, this is not, it's like for 30 seconds. Every time I see the president says, how's Katie? How does he do that? How does he do that? That's who he is. Isn't that amazing? That's who he is. And that's why he's so beloved yeah. by the people who love him. He's, he's the guy that, you know, everybody knows that when he's on Air Force One, he's the only president who's eating pizzas and Big Macs, okay? That's right. genuine. And by the way, I want to burst your bubble, guys. Air Force One is cooler than the movies, okay? It's even cooler. But even if you're a deputy assistant to the president for strategy, guess what? At the end of the month, you get your bill for your fish tacos on Air Force One. I'm not kidding. You yep. get a bill... You get a bill from the White House mess that you have to pay for the food you ate while you're in the employ of the president at the end of the month. I thought I'd share that because I'm sure people don't believe me. But it's true, right, Boris? No doubt about it. Air Force One is cool. Air Force Two is real cool. And you know what else? Air Trump One. That Trump plane that we flew around in 2016. Well, you better believe that's pretty damn cool, too. All right. Let's get back to work. Let's let's talk about for the last few minutes of this podcast. You are sparing your time on your birthday with us. God bless you, Boris. We have. Of course, it's it's my baronial duty. Your baronial duty. See, he's serious. He's a serious man. We just we have to talk about the announcement because, (laughs) um, but no, it's worse than that. I don't know who it was. Somebody said it today on radio, or somebody texted me, or a friend. I can't remember. I'm just premature senility. I'm still recovering from the OR yesterday. So excuse me if it's a friend of mine. The person who wins an election is the person who's not angry. You don't win. If you're angry, and that was an ang- when when he announced Kamala Harris, but they're, they're both lying through their teeth about who's responsible for the schools not going back. It's not the president; it's the Democrat governors and mayors. So they all lied through their teeth, okay? But it was angry, wasn't it, Boris? It was petulant. 
Well, that's what the, this is what the Democrats are. They're just this angry bunch who their whole convention next week is going to be whining about the president. And it's messy. It's just a message. They don't have any message. Their message is, oh, Donald Trump tweets. You know, that's their message. <laughs> well, because, you know, you can't, you, you can't talk about the economy. The economy is at historic strength. You can't talk, you know, you can't talk about the stock market. The stock market's rebound. Both the economy and the stock market are undergoing a, a rocket ship rebound. You can't talk about national security. You can't talk about trade deals. I mean, this president has led us through the worst plague this country has seen since at least 1918, but maybe ever. And so what's their argument? What's Joe Biden's argument? Joe Biden's a lifelong failure. Kamala Harris is a nobody, a phony nobody. So what's their argument for power? Their argument is just to whine and, and, you know, and moan and say, oh, well, you know, we wish this or we wish that. And, you know, we're just uh, we're upset. That's what the Democrats are. They're just very, very perturbed. That's what they are. Let me ask you last question, Boris. Could there have been a pick for vice president by Joe Biden, Sleepy Creepy? Could there have been Beijing Biden? Could there have been a pick that would have been better for President Trump? I'm trying hard to think of one. I mean, this really is the from the point of view of winning elections. Isn't Kamala Harris the worst right now? She, there's nobody that could have been worse, I think. Nobody. Because here's the thing. You go down the line of the potential picks. Elizabeth Warren, Pocahontas, also extremely fake. But she actually has a following. Like, some people actually yes. like her. Okay? I think that's crazy, but some people do. Okay? Bernie Sanders. I mean, God forbid, you know, Joe Biden actually would have been open to not just playing identity politics. But you go down the line. Bernie Sanders you know, has a following. Cory Booker, you know, a horrible candidate, but at least somewhat more likable than Kamala Harris, you know. Yeah. And then Karen Bass, communist. But again, she, you know, she seems to have fans in, in the House because Nancy Pelosi was pushing her forward. And, you know, so Susan Rice you know, probably would have had some backing from some Obama The Obama, folks. right, right. Who's, who's on Kamala Harris's team? Who likes her? What does she bring? Willie Brown? What does she bring? Willie Brown says <laughs> she shouldn't take it. <laughs> Willie, Willie Brown says she should decline. She, he thinks it's a career killer. And by the way, Herc Run was almost a career killer because she, she's one of the few people to run for president and come out of it having done worse than when she came into it. Okay, and now Biden is trying to resurrect her and trying to tell us that people like her. Again, the Democrat voters rejected her outright. Yeah, and well, then, what are you now? They're going to get around. What group of what's does she, what group of elect, What group of, of of constituents does she bring? She brings California because you know that was always in doubt for the Democrats. Maybe he's worried about it. <laughs> Whatever you say, well, maybe, maybe 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 he forgot. Maybe he thinks maybe he thinks it's <laughs> he thinks it's nineteen eighty eight. We don't buy it. We don't buy it. We don't buy Kamala. We don't buy Mamala. We don't buy any of it. You've been listening to the latest episode of the Battle for 1600 with my co-host, my regular guest, my guest host on America First. He's Boris Epstein. Follow him. He's the Baron Boris EP on Twitter. Breakfastwithboris.com. I'm Sebastian Gorka. If you like the show, don't just subscribe. Tell somebody else about how you love the banter, the stories about dinner with the president, the flights on Air Force One. It's all here. And then write us a little review if you really like it. Follow me on Twitter at Seb Gorka, S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A. And our website for the show is SebGorka.com. Boris, I am wishing you, if you were here in studio, I'd do the Hungarian thing and pull your ear. 
May your ears, may you grow so old that your earlobes touch the ground. Happy birthday, Boris. Thank you so much, my friend. You're a great friend. You're a great co-host. You're a great American, and I'm, I'm blessed for your friendship. Thank you so much. God bless. Thank you, guys.